<laughs> Makes me want to start dancing. <laughs> I have to do this. This is my thing. It kind of raises the energy and it just is just so good. It gets just, it gets, it gets our juices going here. Yes, it does. <laughs> right on, right on. So hello everyone out there in Heart and Hustle land. I am Paulette Ristini. This is Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And we are up to episode 26. Woo! I love it. One full year and here we go on to the next year. Very cool. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here, everybody out there. And today, I have special guest, Lynn Delmastro Thompson, who is also from Portland, or lives in Portland now, I should say, right? <laughs> yes. Where are you from? I'm originally from Idaho. Idaho, okay. And you've been here how long? I've been in Portland for eight years now. All right, so. so I've been here a while. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got that beautiful song on pause. We can come back and dance a little bit at the end. <laughs> so thanks for being here. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. And I'm so glad to share Lynn with all of you out there in Heart and Hustle Land. Uh, today, we are going to talk not about bodies and healing. And um, Lynn has some modalities to share with you. Her company is called heart fire yeah. heart fire healing mm -hmm. and she is a body worker a body talk practitioner and i would say that your is your specialty working with um people who have undergone some sort of trauma physical traumas and frustrations with body issues yeah i work a lot especially with women who have um gone through uh, chronic illness and are still kind of struggling to come out the other side of that. Uh, but I also work with trauma in different ways as well, kind of emotional traumas, childhood traumas. Okay, so we're going to get into that a little bit. Tell me how you got to where you are today. <laughs> so, kind of a long and winding path, but kind of the short version of that story. Okay, good. <laughs> I was in graduate school pursuing a PhD in history, thought I wanted to be an academic. And once I started that program, it didn't feel right to me, but I was sort of in a scared space of like not knowing what would feel right to me. And I continued in my program for four years until I got really sick. And I view that looking back now as I hadn't been listening to sort of the more subtle cues from my body that I was doing something that wasn't the right path. Mm -hmm. And so it took about four years into the process to get really sick. Nice. <laughs> get a scary diagnosis. I don't recommend <laughs> that route of learning to people, but sometimes we're hard-headed. Well, and that happens a lot. It does take it. It takes us to get wiped out and knocked down before we start listening, doesn't it? Exactly. So I call it the cosmic two by, two by four to the side of my head <laughs> and got really sick. And that was sort of my wake up call or the beginning of my wake up call that I was on this path that really did not resonate for me. And it didn't really matter at that point what the next step was. I just learned that I had to like let go of what I was trying to force myself into. Mm -hmm. And as I started my own process with seeking alternative healing, because I didn't feel like Western medicine had all the answers for me, I didn't want to just take a pill and be told, oh, this is how your life is going to be. It's going to suck forever. Right. 
And uh, so I started down that path and then I had this light bulb moment. Um, originally I was doing more work with something called biofeedback with clients. And so it was in biofeedback when I was working as a client in a session that I realized, oh, this is really cool. When I feel better, I would like to help people and I would like to learn this tool and help people in that way. Wow. So how long a healing process were you on? I would say my diagnosis was back in 2004 and probably until about 2008 was like a really intense four years of exploring, trying different things. I learned a lot about a lot of different modalities and what worked for me. And I feel like the journey has continued from that point, but I feel like that four years was like kind of the, the really crucial piece of the transformation. Wow, that's a long time. Yes. To heal. To heal. Yes. To discover and discover. So, so what what are your your specialties now as a healer? What are your modalities? So, I still know how to do biofeedback because I was trained in that. So, I I can work with people on relaxation. Um, I do have a background in teaching more of a gentle yoga, but I don't really teach yoga as much anymore. It just sort of is kind of a background tool for me and the primary thing that I use with clients is a modality called body talk which I've just I discovered let's see back in 2012 mm -hmm. and used it myself and was just totally fascinated by how it transformed my life and and how it then shifted for clients when I trained in it um, that's something I've been very curious about myself, as you and I have talked about. But can you can you tell our people what it is? What what is that all about? Sure. So it is a healing modality that kind of blends a whole bunch of different pieces to it, and that's what I love about it most. But it blends sort of some Western science aspects to it. It has a lot of the Eastern medicine traditions in it. So there's language of Chinese medicine, there's the language of Ayurveda and working with the chakras. And then it's really cool, we even play in the land of quantum physics and working with possibilities and, and like how we're kind of setting ourselves up for um, shaping our reality by what we think and believe is possible. What else is possible? Yes. <laughs> Such a good question. I, I use that all the time. What else is possible? Right. And I think in terms of health, you know, the Western medical system really wants us to think, hey, like you have a chronic illness, not much is all possible. You know, you can manage it. And I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that's not just true. You know, like people can heal in miraculous ways that, you know, baffle doctors and I find it kind of fun when that happens. <laughs> Sweet. So um, I know that um, the the modality of body talk is spreading, but mm -hmm. you know, is it is it um, like a massage? Do people get on a table, or is it always different? Or sure. so kind of what what is a session like basically? So I work with people both in person and at a distance. So for my in-person clients, they come see me in my office. There's a massage table, but it's not, it's done fully clothed. Mm -hmm. So you lay face up fully clothed on the massage table and the session is pretty quiet for the client. 
Um, so most of the time they're just kind of laying there relaxing and I'm using some muscle testing to kind of determine what their body wants to communicate with us. And then I share that information and we have different techniques depending on what comes up. You know, there's different techniques to release trauma, to help rebalance the immune system. And all is done with a little bit of just gentle tapping, kind of going back to more of a yogic tradition of tapping. And I love, I love muscle testing. That just blows my mind. It's so cool. It's so cool. And people go, how do you know these things? I'm like, your body just told me. Right. <laughs> so good. And I have um, another woman friend who I teach with sometimes who uh, works with pendulums. Mm, yes. And, and so not only were we learning some pendulum work, but how you're, you can use your body. Right. You can ask your body a question and you can put a lean into it or, you know, you can do the finger thing. Right. People have different ways of, of testing. It's just, just, it's so intriguing to me. I mean, we know it all. Right. Exactly. We have it all. And, and we don't, we want someone else to tell us, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Right. So there's so much value in getting quiet and, and learning to listen to our own inner knowing. Yeah. But then sometimes we have our blind spots and that's also where it's helpful to have somebody that can be kind of a clearer mirror for us. Absolutely. Right. As in healers and coaches and right. Exactly. Doctors. And I mean, there's definitely some good Western stuff out there too. Right. So, so you've been doing, this sort of body work for four years. No, what did you say? Did you say body talk started in two? I lost my in twelve. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I discovered it, and I trained within about a year. So yeah, I've been doing it for about four years or so, as most of what I do in my practice. Mm -hmm. And it, so, is this as a as an entrepreneur? Is this a full time gig for you? It is. Yes. I, I love what I do and it's what I do full time. Mm -hmm. And how has that road been for you? Oh. <laughs> I, love to talk, I love to get into, you know, how did you get to where you are? What's your passion and what's been some obstacles? What's been the hustle? What's sure. I think the biggest challenges are, you know, it's like you have what you're really good at, which is, you know, I'm really good at helping people support their bodies and healing, but it's all those other pieces and all those other hats as a business owner that are really challenging at times, you know, like marketing and learning all of those pieces and what works and what doesn't and what feels aligned to like, I think there's a huge piece of marketing that, you know, comes from more of a, a masculine, you know, just sell and kind of ram things down people's throat, which doesn't feel very right to me. Like I, I like to come from more of a place of service. Yeah. And so it's so easy to fall into those formulas. Right. And then you realize that that's not, that's not in alignment. That's not how I, I don't, I don't even believe that. Why can I, why should I go out and say that or do that? Right. I, mean, I hate it when it's done to me that way, right? <laughs> exactly. It feels really ick, right? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so it, it really is. It's, it's so much about learning all those skills and then readjusting it to work for you. Right. So it's like taking those components and then figuring out, well, how do I do marketing in a way that feels right to me as a, an individual with my own perspective and belief? And, and how, do you, how do you reach your clients? 
Um, a lot of it is sort of word of mouth. So going out and kind of networking, sharing what I do, because unfortunately, Body Talk's been around for over 20 years. And most people, I would say maybe one in 20 people that I meet actually know what it is. Mm -hmm. And most people go, huh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> so my first piece is always kind of finding people and kind of sharing it and educating them that there's this cool modality that can help them in different ways. And you were just talking, um, so you have done Facebook Lives. I have done some live video, yes. And what about, do you, do you have newsletters? Do you have blogs? Yeah, I do a newsletter. I'm not the most consistent person on the newsletter. It feels like it's more when it's inspired, like when there's something I really want to share versus like routine, you know, it has to go out every week or every two weeks. It just doesn't feel quite right to me. Um, so that's definitely one piece. I do blog some. I love to write, but the blogging, I guess I don't really like short posts. I love like writing. <laughs> <laughs> Hence writing a book right now. <laughs> oh, good. Tell us about your book. So I'm really excited about my book, which is going to be my own story of overcoming chronic illness and then kind of some pieces of wisdom that I really want to share with others who are going through coming to terms with chronic illness and how can they begin to heal in a real way. So it's very much kind of story and teaching and also the, the second part of the book is very much practical strategies that people can start to use for themselves. Very nice. Very nice. So when does this kind of come out? I'm hoping in the spring. I, I have a little bit more to go before it kind of is in the editing phase and then just kind of depends on how long it takes to edit. But I'm hoping sometime spring or maybe the very beginning of summer. And is this your first book? It is. It is. So exciting. <laughs> it's very, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that seems so overwhelming. But I've been a natural writer as somebody in academia. You know, it's, it's right. a comfort zone for me. So probably just the editing process will be, you know, a little bit challenging to let go of it and kind of be shaped a little bit more by <laughs> input. Nice, nice. My um, my poetry book just came out like yesterday. Oh, cool! I just I just got my hard copy in the yay! <laughs> so exciting! It's on Amazon now. <laughs> That's my third book, but my nice. first poetry book. So anyway, it's so it's so fun. It's so rewarding. I love to write also. Mm -hmm. But it's a it's um a great way to reach your clients. Exactly, and find your clients. Right, to really share that message. And, and I feel like there's sort of a movement to be born from that message that kind of shifts some of the perspective that we all have from, you know, what Western medicine wants to tell us is the reality versus what could be the reality for a lot of people. So when you had your chronic illness, I don't know if you want to share any more about that with us, um, but did it knock you out? It definitely took me kind of out of being able to function mostly. You know, I was still kind of trying to go through graduate school for a little bit in the beginning and not able to make a lot of headway because I was pretty tired. There was a lot of doctor's appointments and, and you know, overwhelm from all of that and just trying to kind of find um, what life was like for me. And I actually was misdiagnosed when I was initially diagnosed. So I didn't get better for three years because I was treated for the wrong thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
pretty intense three years of, you know, I felt like I knew something was still wrong and nobody really wanted to listen to me, which is another part of the book of, you know, when, when you're not heard and when you're not seen by the medical profession. And here you are listening to yourself. Exactly. And no one else is listening to you. <laughs> exactly. You're like, you feel like you're screaming into, you know, a void where it's like, hello, this isn't right. I don't feel like I'm getting better. But I had just a, a horrible doctor who just didn't like, actually, I feel like he didn't listen at all. Well, I'm glad that you got out of that eventually. Yes. Onto this path. Yes. In a way, you know, it's, um, I like to say that life doesn't happen to me. Life happens for me. Mm -hmm. So if you hadn't been through that, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today, right? Exactly. I think I wrote an article for, um, what was it? It was one of the online kind of, sites where they publish different articles and I talked about 10 years after kind of like if you if I had told myself 10 years ago that I would actually have this perspective I would have thought I was crazy <laughs> to appreciate what I went through <laughs> but you know I don't know I would be where I am you know who knows what I would be doing with my life whether I would have realized that you know my gifts were really in the healing fields or whether I would have just been working some sort of job that I hated. A new path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your, what's your favorite thing about what you do? I would say just like seeing people, you know, if they're in person, like seeing them get up off the table and feel so much better or just even hearing them like say if, if it's a phone session and they say, oh, man, like that pain that was bothering me for weeks is just gone. Like just knowing that they're already starting to feel a shift and, and usually, you know, it's not just in that moment, but it kind of ripples forward. So that and getting the wonderful testimonials when people say, you know, like this is what my life was like and now here's my life and I can do the things I want. And it's like, yes. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And are you, do you feel like you're in your full health? And Yeah, I would say, I mean, what I have is partly genetic. And so it's, it's more challenging to completely kind of make it mm -hmm. go away. Like, so I still deal to some degree with doctors and stuff like that, but my body has tremendous, tremendous resiliency and like my energy, my stamina is much better than I ever thought it could be. So, you know, I still technically live with, I don't like to claim it as like, I have a chronic illness yeah. because language has power. And well, it becomes an identity instead of just a thing. Right. But, you know, there is some reality to the fact that, you know, it's certain conditions are a little bit more difficult to completely shift and release. Mm -hmm. And so I believe fully that it can change. It's just my body takes longer because of the nature of what this particular condition is. But I've seen tremendous shifts and sometimes I go to the doctor and she's like, your spleen isn't, my spleen used to be literally down to the top of my pelvis. It was that enlarged. And now it's literally back up where it should be like tucked under. So, and I know it wouldn't have happened without the work that I receive from others and the work that I do for myself.
congratulations on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun watching her, her face be just kind of like, how is this possible? Because she keeps trying to push a new medication, and I'm like, I don't want to take it. And she's like, well, how did your spleen get smaller without this medication? Because I didn't need it. <laughs> It's just magic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to you, it would be magic, you know? <laughs> oh, man, that's so great. That's great. Yeah. No, and I love to talk about self-care. <laughs> you know, I, and everybody has different rituals or regimes of what they need and want to do for themselves. And so what do you do for yourself, like, daily? Um, daily... Um, I use something called Body Talk Access, which is like a self-care routine. So it takes me about eight or nine minutes to do in the morning. And that just kind of does some general balancing. Um, I'm trying to get back into meditating daily. It's been kind of hard. We have a puppy and I like to meditate in the morning and, and puppy is kind of <laughs> a challenge. So meditation and I love things like just taking a bath taking time in nature, um, even just being quiet in general, like not having any stimulation of television or my phone, mm -hmm. but just kind of shutting down and, and just being present. Nice. So it's so important and it's so vital. For sure. If, if we don't kind of keep refilling that cup for ourselves and, and just being quiet too is such a thing that's overlooked in our our society you know everybody's always busy and noise all the time and it's like ah, too much quiet <laughs> so how about this do you ever um i i love to pick words for the year mm -hmm. do you ever do that i've done it yeah i don't really have one yet for 2018 <laughs> Ooh, well can you come up with one really quick <laughs> um word that just popped in my head is spark. Mm. Love it. My word is focus. Nice. But then I also have the word freedom. <laughs> <laughs> A focused freedom. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have just one sometimes, but. Yeah, it, it's challenging to sum up, you know, the, the year or your intention in one word. <laughs> but it's good to, it's good to draw on that. And, and it's good to bring it into focus. Not that my words just focus, but <laughs> <laughs> to bring it into your focus um, because you, you, or I go through processes of paring down and looking at the desires of what I want for the year and where <laughs> do I want to be and how do I want to feel and, um, and what will get me there. Mm -hmm. For sure. So to bring all that for me, focus so I need to stay focused so I, that I can achieve those things and feel the fulfillment right not being pulled constantly kind of in different directions but because I can go crazy sometimes <laughs> 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 kind of a little uh, type a and workaholic thrown in and want to do everything yes yeah so much fun well, yeah, and there's so much to learn and do and explore in the world. It can be hard to just kind of stay in one lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, anything else you want to share with us? Um, I don't think so. I, I have really enjoyed connecting with you, and I hope that when my book comes out, people will take a look for that. 
And so, um, and, and do you have an opt-in for people when they come to your page? Oh, yes, yes. And I actually just recently updated it. So my new opt-in is actually a quick start guide to thriving beyond your diagnosis. Awesome. So if I will put all her information, of course, here, and then if you go and sign up for her uh, on her website, mm -hmm. yep. then she'll send you that beautiful gift. Yes. And it's such a nice thing to have. So, well, thank you so much. Yes, it's been wonderful being here. It's great to, it's great to, to get into a little bit more of what you do and why you do it and what your history has been. Mm -hmm. to put you on this path and to put you right here where you are and to be the, the passionate healer that you are what you're giving to the world mm -hmm. beautiful so thank you for that thank you for today yeah and thank you everyone else for joining us today um i'm gonna start my music again so we can boogie on out of here <laughs> <laughs> I am Paulette Reese Denis, heart and hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And our guest is Lynn Del Mastro's Thompson today. Such a delight, such a delight. And Movement, Momentum, and Magic is my coaching practice. I am your transformational lifestyle coach. And your magic maker, maker I can't even say it, your magic maker and your <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for joining us and we will see you next time. <laughs>